Many people struggle with finding their purpose. Why are you alive? Why are you part of this world? What is your reason for living? Hello everybody. Welcome to the Game Changers Podcast. My name is Queen Sergis and it's a pleasure to have you here as usual. My next guest is a young man who has a passion for life. His name is Rondell Hamilton and he's an ecologist by profession. But as you hear his story, you realize that he is so much more than that. It is my privilege and my honor to introduce him to you. Hello, Rondell. How are you doing, man? Hi, Quinn. I am, I'm well today. I'm well today. <laughs> Great to hear, man. Great to hear. I'm happy to hear from you. You know? It's been a while. Yes, it's been a long while. A long while. Um... But you're the type of person that, when I started Game Changers, you're the type of person that I wanted to interview. And then when you were suggested, I, was, I said right away, yeah, man, I definitely have to have your own hair. I'm happy that you're here. Yeah. It's a privilege. It's a, a pleasure to, to join you, Quinn. Y- yes, man. Um, I, think, I think the world needs positive outlooks on, on, on life. And it's a pleasure to, to, to join you, to share, to have a conversation and see where it goes. Hopefully it goes in the right place, man. But, but with you, always with you, I expect it to go in the right place. All right. So listeners from what you probably recognize, I do know Rondell personally, but you do not know him personally. So I'll let him start off by telling you, a little bit about himself. So tell the reviewers about yourself, Rondell. Well, well, I am Rondell Hamilton. I am the founder, managing director of Rennie's Orphanage and Animal Rescue, as well as the founder, lead consultant at RH Eco Consulting. Um, I am a gentleman. <laughs> uh, not so young, not so old. In between, right. um, actually hold a PhD in ecology, uh, ecologist by profession, with a passion for wildlife and people. Granted that I'm an introvert and don't really like people that much. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> now, just to let you guys know, eh, Rondell does not go about telling anybody that he has a doctorate. I mean, he would say it here, you know, for this interview. But if you meet Rondell in person, you wouldn't know. Because he is that much of a humble person, you know. And I see the passion in what you do just by listening to you. But what exactly is an ecologist? Um, Well... Professionally, I study um, plants and animals and their interaction with the environment. Okay. Right, and how how different things impact the, these interactions. Right, so we would look at things like air quality and water quality, um, soil interactions, how animals interact with different chemicals, how animals interact with different in different environments. That's what I do as the passion job. Right. All right. Um, additionally, with, with that insight, um, ecology has a, such a broad span where we could actually look at um, how we could 
change our environment to better suit animals in captivity. So it also has that twist to it. Um, so creating naturalistic environments for animals in captivity, which is actually what is a paying job, right? So as an ecologist, I look at animals and the interaction. I look at plants and the interaction with the environment. And then I extrapolate that into a captive situation. So I look at things like um, designing um, spaces for zoos, ah. um, designing spaces for rehab centers, um, designing gardens for wildlife, that kind of thing. So that's that's a spin on on ecology that I that I took. Uh, so basically, it's that looking at those interactions and how plants and animals and how we as humans could fit into that as well. So it's not only about plants and animals, but us as human beings and our role and function within the ecosystem as well. Lovely. Okay. So how did you even get into this space? How did you even become an ecologist? Where did this passion come from? Um, well, if I have to tell you this, this story, um, ecology wasn't the passion okay. at first. Um, when I started my undergrad, um, we, how much years, years ago, um, <laughs> I had the intention of becoming a medical doctor. So ah. I was doing my undergrad as a precursor to going into med school. Mm. And then I did one course with, with Miss Andrea Scovey ecology. And I found, I found it more interesting than becoming a medical doctor. So I switched, I switched my focus more into, into that realm. Um, so by I actually fell into this by accident, <laughs> but there's no accident it's by, by providence because I enjoy this more than I think I would have enjoyed being a doctor. Um, I, I, I get to go out in nature every day. I get to interact with, with, with plants and animals that people normally wouldn't get to. Um, I get to, to twink, to tweak and to twinkle and to interact and to modify, um, some things that that may benefit an animal in a particular way that I never thought possible, and it has it has brought some some joys into life, um, other than just simply going to work, right? Uh, um, and and getting ready to go home. Simply yeah. because you need to get an income, so it has become more like enjoying what you do while you do it. Beautiful, I think that's the best kind of job, you know. You know, you do something that you love. And I'm hearing that yes. you love it. I, I, I love it. Um, I never thought I would have, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And, and it goes to show that sometimes when, um, when we think, um, we, we choose a path in life and we think that's where we need to go. And sometimes we may just be wrong and finding a place where you can actually just start over and actually just ch literally, as your name suggests, change the game. Yes. Right? And change how you play the game as well. Pretty interesting. So you got into ecology in an unorthodox way. Now, where did your organization role come in? What exactly is the purpose of your organization? And what is your vision for it? Um, so if I could tell you where it started, um, in 2014... Raw started as an animal sanctuary. Okay. Um, so I was volunteering at a, a, a wildlife rehab center and I noticed that all of the non-releasable animals, those that were injured and too injured to go back out to the wild, 
um, because because the care takes a lot of resources, they would usually just euthanize them. Ah, right. Because so some because some of the animals find it difficult to adapt to a captive situation, and it's a lot more stressful for them. Some of them are in a little more pain, so they they, they opted to euthanize them. I I thought that to be unfair because we never gave the animal a chance to actually adjust to the injury or to cope. So I opened raw as a wildlife sanctuary, taking in um, animals that were not able to go back to the wild. And when that rehab center closed, all half our operations shifted to raw. So now raw does wildlife rescue, wildlife rehab, as well as sanctuary services. Wow. Right? And the vision I had for it in 2014 is still, still much of the vision that I have now, is that it being the premier wildlife institution in the Caribbean in that we teach people how animals interact with the environment and that each animal have a different personality, even of the same species, because we could have an interaction with one animal and the next animal may not like it. Right. right? So, so when we look at how animals in, how individual animals interact with the environment and providing spaces that are as close to the natural environment as possible, we could still see those injured animals thrived. And that's, that's, that's truly the vision I had for all. And it's truly the vision I have for it now. And it's the vision that I'm working towards on a daily basis, right? And it's not it's not a, an uh, a idea to to make money, um, but it's not an idea to to benefit other people. But it's an idea to benefit the animals themselves, because I think we as human beings are, are responsible. We are stewards of the environment. Many of the issues we see with wildlife is at at our own fault, right? And the animals should not be punished because we did something wrong, right? Right. So, so that, that's where we stand. That's where I, that's where the organization stands. That's the vision I have for the organization. That's the goal we have to make it to the, the premier wildlife rescue organization of the Caribbean. Nice. Now, what animals do you have though? So currently we have 63, um, well, 68 animals now that is currently in sanctuary okay. um, that are non-releasable. Um, we will, I, I work with animals ranging from the very tiny to the very large. Um, so we work with things like monkeys. We work with pelicans. We work with owls, hawks, macaws, snakes, centipedes, scorpions. Um, anything wild, we work with it. Um, so the, and as I said, and we also do public education. So we have a lot of animals that are trained to go out and interact with the humans. Um, to be ambassadors of their species so that we can educate people on, on the different the different benefits of these animals in our ecosystem. Because if we look at things like snakes in Trinidad and Tobago, um, while we only have four venomous snakes, all snakes get a bad rap. Right. Right? <laughs> and, 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 and the saying is, any, a good snake is a dead snake. Which right. is not true. Because <laughs> many of these animals are responsible for uh, mitigating against diseases in, the, in, in, in human populations and that kind of thing. So that's where, that's where the role comes in. That's where we, where we, take, we take it. Um, and it's true in simple animals that we would see every day. And, and I think people know that, well, this is something interesting about them. And they're not just simply out to get you or they're just simply being defensive and defending the territory or they're young or they're just trying to protect themselves. Something that you would naturally do. Right. That's very true. You know, we often think that these animals are so much different than us. But, you know, they have instincts to protect themselves and those that they love. And that's why they yes. react that way. Yeah. 
And you know, I'm seeing the importance of education again. Because without that education, I mean, I might know some about animals, but I might not know that if I react this way or I behave this way, then the animal is likely to react to my behavior. And then, you know, I, I can have some conflict with the animal. But your yeah. role is essential because it educates, it educates yeah. us. Yeah. But sadly, many people in the Caribbean do not see it as important. Eh? And that's um, sad. Very yeah. sad. Because while we, while, even though while we in the Caribbean focus on, on tourism and ecotourism, we don't even see it as an asset. Right? Because half of the time, we don't even understand what we have. Right? Hmm. And, you, and you, actually see that in, um, you actually see that in our universities as well. Because a lot of our, our, young, our young people do not study the environment. Right. Um, we have a lot of foreigners coming to our unique environments to study it. And we have the locals just well. Um, well, we could cut down, we could clear this piece of land to build a house, right? Not understanding what's there, right? And maybe you could still build the house, but you could build the house in a particular way that will encourage the other animals to come here. We still focus on having lawns. We still focus on having, um, not having animals coming to your yard and that kind of thing. And, and, and that, that's very sad, right? That we do not see the, be- the, the the very unique benefit that we in the Caribbean have, right? Certainly. Game Changers proudly supports Kids Health Creative, a publishing house encouraging children ages four to twelve to live healthy lifestyles, all while having good, clean fun. Get the latest book, Be Smart at 10% off when you use promo code QUEENST at checkout. That's Q-U-I-N-N-S-T at checkout. Get yours today. Hello, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the episode. This episode was made possible through a platform called Riverside FM. It's a platform that I've grown to love and it really does justice to creators. Unlike Zoom or other platforms, it records content locally and then uploads it to the cloud so you have a seamless video. If you are a creator and looking to get into this space, this is the platform for you. Click the link down below to get started today. Have you gotten your official Game Changers merch yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Get yourself a hip, trendy t-shirt or hoodie that is sure to turn heads. T-shirts only cost $55 EC and hoodies go for $120 EC. Highlight your inner game changer. Get yours today. I see that how how big your your role is. I can see how much work you still have to do, you know, <laughs> to educate to people. But I'm glad you you're on this journey, man. And and from the little interaction that I've had with you, you know, I've learned a lot already. So I know there's so much to learn, and I'm fascinated that this is the journey you're on. And I would encourage anybody whoever goes to Trinidad, to pay them a visit 
if you can, because I mean, Rondell is behind God's back. But I mean, if you can, <laughs> you know, pay them a visit. I am not behind God's back. I'm in the best part of Trinidad, the countryside, where you can see everything wild. <laughs> also known as behind God's back. But okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, Rondell. Now, somebody who is listening to this interview would be shocked if I tell them a story about you or something about you um, that, that kind of doesn't make sense knowing or seeing that this person in front of you. I know that you have a pretty interesting relationship, I would call, with a particular illness that has really changed your life and has really shaped your purpose as well. Could you tell us a little bit about that journey? Um, so part of the journey of why I went into ecology and why I did not um, continue pursuing becoming a medical doctor was because I was diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer. Mm. Um, so rare that the doctors still don't know what is the cause. Um, and I am classified as terminal. So oh. it's literally no cure uh, because we still don't understand how it functions. Um, but what we do know so far, it's uh, it has to do with one of my genes. Um, it has a I have a mutation on what is called my Y anti-oncogene, which is simply anti-oncogenes are simply the genes that stop your cells from growing. So it tells your okay. cells, well, this is the size that your cell needs to be and you need to start growing from here. And mine's, my Y anti-oncogene does not work. Mm. So wherever my Y gene is expressed, that's, that, that cell continues to grow, especially when my body is repairing itself. Now, most people don't know is that your body repairs it. Um, your, you literally change all your cells completely by in seven years. Yes. With the exception of your brain cells. Right? So all other cells in your body are completely changed from the original cell every seven years. So imagine um, being diagnosed in 2009 and coming all the way to 2023, mm -hmm. um, the number of tumors that I would have had developed right. while my body was repairing itself during that period. Um, what, what we do know so far is that um, it, it, um, the one of my triggers is stress. Um, so when I'm highly stressed, I develop more tumors. Um, mm. So I try my best to keep my stress levels down. Um, and also has to do a lot with your diet. So I've also changed my diet drastically. Now, this is not to bash anybody's diet, um, but as a diet, what diet works for you? Right. Right. So we are not all the same. Right. Just as like how Quinn, Quinn looks different to Rondell, we have different dietary needs. And so that's why I struggle half the time with what people recommending a particular diet for particular persons. Right. right, because when I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed, I, I was told to go on a high protein diet, right? So, um, of course, I had to go out myself with meat, and <laughs> then over the years, we realized that a lower protein diet would be more beneficial. So we switched to me just simply not eating as a lot of meat and going to, and now I'm completely vegan. So <laughs> it's, it's finding wow. what best works for you, right? Um, so it is understanding you as a person and your body and what, what are your triggers and what, what you can do 
um, for your circumstance, right? Because it's a simple thing. Like some persons, um, um, we as human beings like to judge people. Right. Right. Because I know, I know a couple of people who don't eat at all. And because they don't eat, they gain weight. <laughs> right. Right. And I know people who just eat a lot. And we like to say that, um, well, you're eating so much food, you'll gain weight. And they have such a high metabolism, the blood sugar has dropped so low that they have to eat all the time. Right. Right? So it's understand. It's it's looking at uh, and looking at another person and understanding that that's a person, that's a human being there. Right? And understanding that, well, this is this is the challenge that they face. Right? And so that's how I see my see my cancer. It's me personal. It's this is this is me. Mm-hmm. As my cells, it's affecting me. And my journey with cancer cannot define your journey with cancer. Right. Or anybody else's. Right? So, and it's me understanding what I'm, what are my triggers? What are my, what, what I need to manage? Um, how I interact with my treatment, with my treatment, how I interact with my doctors and, and that, and what I need to do. Right? Um, it's, it's, it's literally my cancer work. Not anybody else's, mine. Right? And I tell every doctor that I go to, um, you do not have as much control as you think over my, my choices with my medical, with, with, with my medicals. Um, cause it's my life I have to live after. Yes. Right? For sure. So for me, it wasn't a death sentence for the, for the last 14 years. I have, I have gotten accustomed to things. So I, I make the choices, right? And that, that's, that's why I see it. And I, that's, I think that's where everybody needs to get to where you take claim to your life. To your, to your body, to your health, to your mental health, um, to your happiness, where you stay claimed it. Right? And you make decisions that suit you and don't care what nobody else is. I agree. You know, take ownership of your situation. And yes. I'm seeing that. I like what you said earlier on. You know, everybody's journey is personal. And we like to put everybody in the same box, you know? Yes. Um, even if we look the same, sometimes yeah. we still are just like the animals, different. I guess. How we are different. Very individual circumstances and journeys. So yeah, we're very yeah. different. Yeah, because um, if we look at it, um, I am drastically different from my brother, right? My brother wants nothing to do with animals. Right. Absolutely nothing. And we look the same. Right, right, right. All right. But I want, I, I want, and he likes people. I want absolutely nothing to do with people. Right. <laughs> right. On a daily basis, I'm, a, I, I'm an introvert. I'm, I'm, I, I love being by myself. Mm-hmm. Right. I love, I literally, I, I, if I have had too much interaction, I literally shut down. So I, I know what are my triggers. So right. I, I, I find myself relishing in my individual space and my personal time. And, and I will tell you up front, well, this is, this is, I, I need my time. I need my time to de-stress and, 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 and to focus on my, uh, focus my mind and, and what it, 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 it takes a lot of work to have social interactions for me. So, and it's understanding that this is me as an individual and not every introvert is like me. Because <laughs> I have some introverts who would go out and have a social interaction and don't need to de-stress. Right? I need to de-stress, right? So I will sit down with my headphones in my ears and you could be talking a mile an hour and <laughs> right. I'm still not hearing you because I, I de-stress him. <laughs> yeah. right? And it's oh. understanding who you are as a person. 
right? And where you are at in your journey, because it's yours. It is not anybody else's, right? And that's why, that's why I'm proud of you for, for actually hosting a podcast like this, where we could actually share our individual journey. Yes. Right? Right. As a form of, probably as a form of encouragement to somebody who's starting their journey, who's already on their journey, who's changing the game, right? For themselves and not for anybody else's. Because what, what, what we look at in the Caribbean is a lot of us like to look at what other people would think, right? And it's here, your your parents saying it well. What, what, what the neighbors, neighbors gonna say? Right. For me, it's not, I want to live my life where I, I find myself saying, I am contented where I am at. I am happy I made this choice. Or I could even recognize that I made a choice and I made an error. And I was like, I was not contented with this choice. And I, I, I need to switch here. Right. And I'm comfortable with myself enough to do that. Right. And I think, think that's where we all need to be. And once we start being comfortable with ourselves and starting loving ourselves for who we are. Right. Even in the size and shape and, 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 and illness that you're in. Right. Because I've also learned in my 14-year journey is that when you fight something, it is fight back. Yes. And it is fight back hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? So that's a, I, I, I've changed the narrative. I no longer say I fight cancer. I no longer have a cancer fight. I'm, I'm on a journey with my rogue cells. Right. right. And it's also changing that perspective. So while I may have cancer, I still have, a, I still have to live with it. Right? I still have to, to enjoy my life despite whether I'm in pain, whether I, I, under, I went chemo, I, I, have a, I have the opportunity to still be contented in the life that I have now. And that's, that's where, where I am at in my journey. And that's, that's what I'm hoping everybody gets to. Right? Yes, for sure. Definitely, man. You know? Now, Hen, from what you're saying, that I have always thought of you as somebody with a pretty healthy mindset. But how do you develop such a mindset though? Um, well, it, 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 um, it doesn't take a lot of work as people think it is. Okay. But, but it, it, it starts with simply believing in you as a person. So my healthy mindset comes from the fact that I believe in myself. Right. And I've always, I've, I've, I've always found it difficult to tell people that I love them if I don't love myself. True. Because I know me, right? The first, the first person, the only person you truly know is yourself. Yes. Right? Because people could tell, anybody could tell you anything. They could portray, they could act that there's something else. And you could believe that they, that's who they are. So you don't truly know anybody else, but you truly know yourself. And if you can't love yourself, you can't truly tell anybody else you love them. True. So it always starts with you, right? And um, people f- find it selfish, right? But it's a biblical concept, right? So it's a concept for what Christians believe. And it, it's, the, and it's clear. The Bible says if, if love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right. And if so you don't love yourself. loving yourself. It starts right. with loving you. And you can't love nobody unless you love yourself. So I just tell people, anytime somebody spew hate at me, that's because they don't like something in themselves. Sure. Right? Right? Uh, so my positive mindset started with me focusing on me. Right? So I made a choice for me. Right? I made the choice for me. So 
I not, I not studying what nobody else say, right? I am saying, what, what do I, what, how do I speak to myself when I look in the mirror? When I look at myself, do I see, do I, do, am I happy with the beard on my face? All right. right. Am I happy with the, the shape of my glasses? Uh-huh. All right. Am I happy with the bald head? Do I have a choice with the bald head? And then, hey, I have a bald head. Yes, I love my bald head. Right? Because when everybody else put on a hat and their head sweating, mine's, mine's nice and comfortable. Cool. I agree. Me. Because I have no hair on my head to trap no heat. Right? And it's, it's seeing every, everything as part of shaping who you are. So, so that my positive mindset comes from not seeing everything as something hap- um, happening to me, but something happening with me involved in it. Because sure. I, I have also learned that there are no wasted opportunities, right? Right? And there's no failures. We either learn what, what works and what doesn't, right? And that's how I look at things. So I may try something and it doesn't work. I don't see it as a failure. It's, it's, I see it as a lesson. Well, this doesn't work, right? Well, or this doesn't work for me. Right, yes. Right? It's, and, and I, it's all about me. Me, Rondell, right? Just like it should be all about Quinn. And it should be about any any other viewer, right? And when we start loving ourselves, we start to love others because we see our own uniqueness and we start to see the uniqueness of others. So my your positive mindset starts with loving yourself. For sure. Right? And what it and, and even what you don't like about yourself is working towards it. Right? And through Definitely. doing it for you and not for anybody else. Yes, sir. That's great advice, man. That's beautiful advice. Okay, now, Rondell, we're moving into my personal favorite segment of a Game Changers interview, the Quick Eaters. So these questions are meant to go by very quickly. And Mm -hmm. I want the first answers that come up on your head, right? Mm. Okay, so my first question. You are invited with an opportunity to go to dinner with three people from history. Who are you going with? Um, so if I if I tell you, I have a very weird one. Okay, go ahead. Um, I want to have dinner with Hitler. It, oh, interesting. All right. Um, reason being, um, he has an interest, interesting perspective on, on, on himself. Mm. Right? And why he wanted to be the way he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Right? And why he believed the Aryan race was, was, was better. Superior. Yeah. And, we, we, and, and it, it may not simply be out of heat. Right? As we, we, as, as history books were portrayed to be. Right? For sure. Right? I guess that's probably the ecologist in me. I guess want to, I, I want to understand why a human being is interacting with the environment in a particular way. Right? right? So that's Hitler. Um, and two Sadly, um, one of the persons, one of one person I, is not not truly a person in history just yet, right? Um, that's Michelle Obama. Okay. Um, she's a very interesting personality, right? Um, in that it while Doctor Obama is Doctor Obama, she she's she's much like me where she she humbled herself to understand that um, as a, a partner. This is where her role is. Right. Right. Uh, because, um, her husband is the president that she has this, this, the mindset that she has, um, that, that portrays her as a woman of strength. 
right? And, and, and simply loving herself enough to allow her husband to take limelight, even though she in her own right has, has that ability to be out and in front, right? Um, and I have never really thought about anybody else. If I am to go with, go with another person, I would think Martin Luther, Martin Luther King, um, right. simply because to understand what is the dream, what is truly what the dream he had, right? While we may think that his dream may have been to have, not have segregation, if we if, if we observe um, some of his rallies and some of his things, it actually promoted segregation. Right. Yeah. Right. Because and you can't fight segregation. And if I look if I look at it, if we're looking at it from this perspective, I can't fight something with the same thing. Right. It does not work. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I can't fight. Um, white supremacy with black supremacy. Makes sense. Well, I can't fight um, because we're now competing for something. How about if I, right? So that, so, so for me, I, I struggle with a lot of, of, of quotes and things like Black Lives Matter and I struggle with, um, and not because I, I hate myself, but because I love myself enough to understand that I'm human being. I'm a human being first. Right, so I would like to have dinner with 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 one of those. Well, but dinner is is is, is um is kind of far fetched because we might eat nothing because I would be asking too, too much questions. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I, I mostly I like have a conversation, right, than actually having dinner. Right, for sure, for sure. Okay, my next question. It's a game changer staple. I ask everybody this question. Apple or Android, Rondell? Android. You don't even have to tell me why. It's obvious. (laughs) Apple is lagging. (laughs) They can say what they want. Apple is behind. (laughs) (laughs) I won't won't even go further. All right, Android. (laughs) You win, you win. Who wants a bitten apple? Some people love it. So, so Quinn, let me ask the question. Let me reverse it. Apple or Android? Android. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not about me. This is about you, Rondell. All right? So, yeah, yeah, it's, about <laughs> it's about you. It's your show. I'm just interviewing. It's your show. <laughs> well, we know it's Android. Oh, yes, Android. My final question. What music do you like to listen to? Now, you just said that you put in the headphones to lock out the world. So what do you listen to when you lock out the world? Um, when I, I have a very eclectic taste in music. Okay. Um, now, a lot of Trinidadians might find me, find me harsh and crude, but I do not like soca. That's fine. Right? I do not like calypso. And worse yet, I do not like dancehall. I, I, I need to understand the, the lyrics of the song. <laughs> All right. Right? And it needs to make sense to me. Right? So um, I'm, I'm more of an R&B, R&B pop kind of guy. Okay. Right? But when, I, when, I'm, when I'm actually knocking out the world, it actually has no, no human songs in it. So I would watch videos with ASMR. So things like okay. people building stuff with no speaking. So when I lock out the world, it's literally no human interaction. <laughs> <laughs> Baba humans No humans Interesting <laughs> Alright So we're moving on to my final few questions Rondel You're an inspiration To many people 
But my question then to you is, who inspires you? Um, for a number of years, um, and to this day, um, my PhD mentor, Dr. Bernadette Play, she inspires me, even though she doesn't think, think that she does. And she says that I'm, I'm an inspiration to her. Now, um, I could share with this with you. Um, Dr. Play is a Trinidadian born who worked at Cincinnati Zoo. And she okay. was instrumental in, in bringing blue and gold macaws back to Trinidad. Ah. Right? That's no small feat under, as a conservation, as, as someone working in the conservation environment and understanding how people in Trinidad think, especially those in authority. Um, because most, in most of the world, uh, parrots and macaws are considered pests. That's sad. Agricultural pests. Right? Simply because they're doing what, what any animal will do, finding food. Yeah. Right? We've got all the trees that they, they, they would normally feed on and they plant cocoa and coffee and, and coconut and, and, well, that's a new, a new food source, so they will try it. Yeah. Right? And she fought hard to bring them back in an era when, when the environment was not even considered. Mm. Right? Um, and she has encouraged me to, do, to continue to fight. Right? Because we see the, the purpose and the beauty of having these animals in our ecosystem. So Dr. Player is my biggest inspiration. Um, even though she would not like to say that she is. Um, but she is. And I will shout out anytime. Dr. Bernadette Player is my biggest inspiration. All right. Big up, Dr. Player. Big up. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Okay, Rondell. Somebody is listening to this and is inspired by you. I want to get in contact with you. How do they get in contact with you? Um, so I am on Facebook. Um, okay. You'll find me on Facebook, um, Rondell Hamilton, or you can contact the organization. We are on Facebook as at Rennie's Animal Rescue um, or Instagram at Rennie Hammy or, or RawTNT. They can email me, RawTNT at gmail.com uh, or if they want to call, no, I prefer text messages. But if they want to call, um, we have 868-717-8818. Our WhatsApp is fine. I respond to most messages, if not all messages. Um, and something I'm very proud of, we actually launched our website today. Nice. Today is 2nd of February, right? Um, so they could check it out at rawtnt.org. And we'll leave the links down below as usual. All right, Rondell, I'm com I've come to my last question. Somebody who's looking at this is obviously inspired and wants to become like you in the sense that they want to develop, develop your mindset. How can somebody go about doing that? It starts with, it starts, it's, as I said before, it starts with you. A passion for life comes with a passion for yourself. So when you look at yourself, look at you as an individual, not from a judgmental standpoint. Look at your qualities. Mm -hmm. Look at what, what look, um, look at what you like. Look at what you don't like, right? And start from there. And once once you find the position that you you really like for yourself, and what you and also find what you want to change, work towards it. It's only when you have a passion for yourself you'll have a passion for life because you'll realize that you are living and not not anybody else. Absolutely. Right. Perfect advice. Perfect advice. Bro, I'm so happy that you came on. I do thank you for coming on. Continue being this inspiration. Continue inspiring me and inspiring as many people as possible. We're happy that you can show us a way out and provide this positivity. And I know my listeners 
and viewers are inspired by you. So thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And again, Quinn, continue being you. Thank you. Right? Despite, despite being short, you be you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Come on, Rondell. Come on, Rondell. I mean, you had to throw in that job, right? You had to throw it in. Yeah, of course. Okay, guys. It's all out this, of love. It's, it's all, all love, man. All love, man. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, guys. This has been yet another episode of Game Changers. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for listening to Rondell. And I know you were inspired by him. But he's not the only inspiring guest that we have. Remember to like and subscribe. And wait for more inspiring guests. Or you can view our inspiring guests that passed already. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. As well as YouTube. Until next time, guys. As usual, stay hungry. Bye-bye.